Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Detroit. <laughs> so we have a super exciting show for you today. Uh, Will will be here later on with Palatalk, <coughs> um, and we're already hard at work at another on another episode. You know all the fun stuff, all that we do here. <laughs> um, so. Ariana Grande got married, secret married. And a lot of people were scratching their heads. Now, we all know girlfriend has a habit of moving much too fast in relationships. So, what could have possessed her to get married to this new guy... Uh, and, and what can only be described as record time. Turns out the answer is almost exactly what you would expect. So, as it turns out, Ariana is a little bit jealous of her ex-fiancé, Pete Davidson, and Pete's alleged new love, Phoebe Dynver. So, when they broke up, uh, when Ariana and Pete broke up, it was automatically assumed that Pete Davidson was the the issue. And admittedly, <clears throat> there's a lot of evidence to work with there. Uh, he has drug issues. Uh, he has mental health issues. Um, they got engaged after like five minutes of dating. <laughs> so, the, you know, there were, there was a lot to believe that, you know, Ariana could possibly <clears throat> um, blame Pete Davidson for. Uh, but as was pointed out to me, it takes two. And Ariana wasted literally zero time... Moving on to her next relationship. Uh, and that's partly because she's taking a page out of J-Lo's book. And she feels she has to be the hottest woman around. And constantly in a relationship. Otherwise people won't think she's attractive. Now that makes no sense to me because... She's a very pretty woman. <coughs> Uh, she's a very pretty woman, and, you know, she's one of, if not the best-selling female artist around right now. So what could possibly, what could have possibly uh, made her feel so insecure? Well, there is a lot of talk that Pete Davidson was pushing for threesomes. Mostly because he could. You know, this is a 20-something guy. In the prime of his life. Probably peak fame. And living out fantasies that he never thought he'd be able to. But it took an emotional toll on Ariana. When they broke up, she hadn't really dealt with it, and she hadn't really 
I dealt with the death of her ex-boyfriend or any any other number of things. Um so after bouncing around from ex-boyfriend to ex-boyfriend, Ariana ended up with her new guy. Uh and the, to be clear here, this is a real relationship. This is not a PR stunt. This is not anything like that. They they actually have feelings for one another. They really truly enjoy um one another's company and all of that good stuff. But when word started breaking about Pete and Phoebe dating, Ariana started to worry that people would look at her and start to wonder if she was to blame for the breakup and she did not want to deal with a rash of bad press. So she talked to her boyfriend and he agreed to marry her. Um, By most accounts, this is where they were heading anyway. And, you know, everyone's good with the situation. There was a little bit of drama leading up into this. When the boyfriend, now husband, was asked to sign a prenuptial agreement, he was not happy. Uh, You know, there there, there was an argument that essentially... He should not have to sign a prenup. Because they're going to be married forever. They're going to be together forever. And whatever. Eventually his attorney made him see that this was a a good move for him to do. And just, just because you sign a prenup does not necessarily mean you're heading for divorce. But it protects both sides in the event that something goes Wrong. I sought some counsel from our legal experts here at Drunk Gossip. And what they told me was really fascinating. Um, Essentially, what what they had to say is a prenup, yes, protects a person's assets. So... You know, Ariana probably said, for every year of marriage, you, I'll pay you X amount of money. Uh, if we make it to this milestone, you'll get X amount if we have a baby. So on and so forth. Uh, but the bulk of her... The bulk of her fortune will be protected. But it also protects from liabilities. Now, we're not saying here, and I was asked to stress this by... By the legal experts. We're not saying that Ariana's new husband has any debts or anything of that. But in a theoretical situation, you know, he's coming in and he doesn't really have any assets, but he has $100,000 in debt. Ariana would be protected from that. Uh, It would not, she would not have to worry about it. She would not have to pay it. Or anything of that sort. <clears throat> uh, so, they said this. There could be a lot of things at play with this prenuptial agreement here. 
as for why they did it in secret, it's not necessarily for the reasons you're thinking. When I first heard that they did it in secret, I thought it was because Ariana was worried about what the press and uh, public were going to say about her marriage. But that's not the reason. She did it because it was going to give her the maximum press exposure. I know. I was a little bit shocked that that girlfriend was was that far ahead of the game. Now, there's definitely no... Uh, there's definitely nothing wrong with what Ariana did. It, you know, everything seems to be legit. Uh, she she seems to truly love her husband. He truly seems to love her. Uh, it is a little sketchy that they decided to do everything on the down low. It, particularly because she wanted the maximum effect on the press and the narrative... And, you know, I'd honestly be a little bit more on her side if her side wasn't trying to throw shade at another couple. Now, we've talked about Pete Davidson and Phoebe Dianver before. By all accounts, this is a strictly PR relationship, um... I have had a couple of my sources tell me uh, that they believe that Pete and Phoebe are actually friends. <clears throat> um, you know, just just last week we talked about how Pete uh, was very much uh, still the hound dog and looking for uh, uh, partners. But to... To get upset because he's getting more press than you, or, you know, the fans seem to jump on board with his pairing with Phoebe, um, and so you decide you have to rush out and get married, that's a little sketchy to me. But I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, the mainstream media finally caught up to us here at Drunk Gossip, over the last week in regards to Kelly Clarkson taking over Ellen's uh, time slot when Ellen entered the talk show next season. Now, this is not a huge surprise. Uh, At least to Drunk Gossip listeners because we told you guys that Ellen's show was ending back in 2020 uh, and then we gave you the inside line as to who would be taking over the time slot. Now, I also have some people saying, well, you also said that Rosie was going to be launching her new show. That is still 100% in the works. Um, But what I'm hearing is uh, NBC stations are looking to move very quickly uh, and they wanted a plan in place. So even if Rosie did launch a new show... Uh, It would probably take over the Kelly Clarkson slot. uh, And then they would see how the ratings were doing. Kind of like what they did with Kelly and uh, Ellen uh, to begin with. 
So Kelly is said to be super excited about this big promotion. She has landed some superstar guests, uh, including First Lady Jill Biden, former First Lady Michelle Obama, um, among others, who she firmly believes would have normally went to Ellen if Ellen wasn't enmeshed in a scandal. In order to in in, in order to continue uh her hot streak, um Kelly was just nominated for uh her second Emmy in the daytime Emmy Awards. Uh and not- noticeably Ellen was not. Um uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um what is what is really fascinating and really interesting uh, is that Kelly and her producers are working overtime to make sure that um, heading into uh, the third season that everything is just perfect. That way when they, in the fourth season, which they've already been renewed for, in her fourth season... In in Ellen's old time slot, she can hit the ground running. Now, <clears throat> there is some talk, although nothing's official yet. There is some talk that um, Ellen may do uh, a guest spot on Kelly's show next season, the same way that Oprah came on Ellen's show. They more or less passed on the tiara to her. What's stopping this is Ellen is a little frustrated uh, with... Ellen's a little frustrated right now with how uh, how meteoric Kelly's rise has been in the daytime world. For those of you who um, may not remember, Ellen's show took a little bit of time to take off. And... Uh, further, not only did her show take a little bit of time to take off, uh, but she, she took a little, um, it took a little bit of time for her to firmly establish her show, where she feels like Kelly came in, uh, and everything has just been gilded for her. She also feels like she's made Kelly's shows so much more successful than what it would have been had Kelly not been given the time slot just before her show. Now, I want to stress something here. Having the time slot before a talk show is not necessarily is not necessarily proof that anything's going to work. Uh, even in prime time it doesn't work like that. Um, but, particularly on daytime, new shows often take a little bit of time to take off. Um, you've seen some of the biggest names around, uh, Katie Couric, Anderson Cooper, um, there's another one that I'm blanking on right now, but, you know, some really big names have tried to launch talk shows, and they just haven't been able 
to get the traction that they want. Not because the host isn't talented or charismatic, although that's definitely the case in Katie Kirk's uh, <laughs> with Katie Kirk show. Um, but because the daytime audience is very loyal. So, you know, if Kelly was up against Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz, she might have a little bit of a hard time pushing through the field, the crowded field. Um, now, having the time stop before Ellen certainly did not hurt. Okay, I think, um, I think that's very obvious here. But, it didn't, it didn't necessarily lift her to the height she is. Um, and in the second season, her ratings have gone up. And if you look at the trends, Ellen's show has trended down. I've asked uh, industry insiders, and by this I mean people who work in the daytime industry, what is fueling Kelly's rise and what is and what is tanking Ellen's show. And the the one response that came back from each and every one of them, there was three in total, the very first answer was, she is. And what they mean is Kelly is fueling her own rise by staying true to her vision and staying true to herself. She has... <clears throat> Propelled her show. Ellen, by trying to conflate and obstruct and deny these allegations, has completely obliterated her legacy. Now... Everyone is anticipating a another big fall-off for Ellen, uh, despite it being her last season. And this was talked about last week in our Ellen segment. When she said it wasn't a challenge anymore, what she really said to the audience was, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. And when you say that to to your audience... They're going to leave. Now, there might be times when the show is up in the ratings. uh, Particularly during the last uh, 12 days of giveaways. Which has always been a hallmark and a trademark of the show. (coughs) And it has also um, been very popular with... It has been very popular with her audience. (coughs) So they're definitely going to want to tune in for the last one. Uh, over on Kelly, she's not known for uh, lavish give- giveaways like that. Although, um, in the last few months, uh, sponsors have been lining up more and more to give her money and to help her give away things, uh, including a car to a, a very special teacher. Uh, and the reason why is because they bailed out on Ellen. Again, no one wants to be associated with Ellen right now. Uh, They're thinking that, uh, according to my sources, 
insider thinking right now is uh, Ellen's going to lay low for the summer. When she comes back in the fall, she'll make a big splashy return, make a big to-do about it being her last season. And um, everything's going to be counting down to the last show. Over on Kelly, they're anticipating much more of the same. Uh, They also think that she's going to go ahead and work through the summer again, although perhaps not quite um, quite as much as she did. Uh, they're anticipating her doing new shows, uh, some new shows in June, some new shows in July, and maybe two weeks of new shows uh, in August. Uh, but nothing is nothing is set in stone as of yet. So, I just want to pat us on the back for having the story first. And I want to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And if I seem breathless with this segment, it's because I am looking at the Channing Tatum thirst trap of the century. In the picture, Channing is butt-ass naked. With the see no evil monkey covering his junk. Barely covering his junk. Now, this was in an effort to drum up interest in his new movie, The Lost City of D. And judging by the blogosphere, particularly the uh, gossip blogs... It worked. (laughs) Um, Y'all know we are a bunch of thirsty bitches. (laughs) So, we, we ran with this. We, we listened to exactly what he wanted and, yeah. There, there's a whole list of puns I could be making right now. But I promise to keep it PG-ish. Ish. (laughs) <laughs> so, anyways, I was talking to my, to our LA source, and it started questioning because, uh, I don't know if you all will, will remember, but a couple weeks ago, Channing was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and basically he said he was tired of getting naked on screen. Uh, And that he had better become a better actor. So he didn't have to do it quite so much. Uh, But then... Then he goes and posts a picture like this. uh, Which, I mean, basically he might as as well just go and do a Playgirl pictorial. Um, Because... You're not really leaving anything to the imagination. So, our LA source kind of chimed in and started to uh, reveal a couple of things about Mr. Tatum. First of all, he's a big old man ho. Okay, we knew that. He cheated on his wife, uh, Jenna Dewin. Uh, he was with Jesse J and was cheating on her. Um, 
he has been known to uh, sleep with producers for roles. And in fact, uh, has um, really flaunted his body more than once in order to uh, land a significant role or kind of turn up the heat uh, to get a role. Uh, The whole Magic Mike franchise was designed, first of all, as a way for him to get his own franchise, uh, one that he owned and controlled, which is why you see um, there were two movies. And... Um, there's a Broadway production, um, being worked on, and there is, um, a reality show, uh, in the works, plus, uh, there was a Vegas, uh, pop-up. Now, all of that is not to say that, uh, Mr. Tatum doesn't know, you know, what he's doing. He's very smart, um. But he also knows that he's not a very gifted actor. Uh, And in fact, he, uh, besides being on the Kelly Clarkson show, admitting it, uh, he has talked several times about how he wishes that he could um, do something else. Now... Word is that he had originally wanted to play football, uh, which he, uh, in his own words, in a conversation he was having uh, with during a meet and greet with fans, has pretty much the same life expect that the that career has the same life expectancy as acting, meaning he never really anticipated it going much further than. Um, him being 30 or 40. In fact, he had planned on segueing into more of a producer's role by now in, at this point in his career. And word is he's actually actively looking for directing roles. So how does this all this fit into him getting naked on camera? Nobody takes him seriously. In fact, most people in Hollywood basically think he is nothing more than a talking body. Because that's he has played up his himbo image so much that nobody actually wants to... Uh, cast him in roles that could uh, be a big breakthrough in terms of awards. And the very few times that he was given a serious role or a role in a serious movie, it's not turned out uh, very well. Now... According to my source, 
there is a chance that Channing could turn things around. Uh, it, you know, one really, one really uh, good role where he's widely praised for more than showing his buttocks um, could very well um, be a huge leap forward. His team is actually talking to him, trying to convince him to take on a prestigious TV show. Uh, Netflix has been actively courting him, as has Amazon and Apple TV+. To this point, he has resisted, saying that he's a movie star and TV is beneath him. But, (coughs) as he tries harder and harder to be taken seriously... His mind is opening up to uh, perhaps doing a prestige show. Uh, he has his eyes set on on an HBO show uh, where he thinks he has his best chance at winning an Emmy a la Matthew McConaughey. And in fact, he has... Uh, in. In more recent weeks, he has been pushing uh, for a lead role in a potential season four of True Detective, or seeing if they would option a high-profile book to let him uh, lead. HBO's not as receptive to the idea, uh, given that they have other actors of a higher caliber. But they haven't exactly said no yet. Uh, One thought that was being passed around is they could get a project for HBO Max to potentially help bolster the streaming service. Now... As for the type of role uh, that he could possibly be getting, um, while everyone is racing to find the next fantasy franchise, most people believe that Amazon has the next worldwide phenomenon, big hit on lockdown with the Lord of the Rings series. Although... Um, It is very much being challenged by uh, The Witcher over on Netflix uh, and the new Game of Thrones series coming to HBO. Where would this leave Channing? He is insistent on doing a murder mystery. And someone joked that a stripper gets killed and he has to solve the murder. And while it seems like a crude joke and falling back on roles that Channing is used to, I'm told that there is potential there and Channing didn't immediately strike it down. Of course, we'll see on top of this story. That's one of those bad puns I, I promised I was going to do. 
I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, I think this actually might be the very first time we've ever talked about Nick Lachey on this show. Uh, Which is really weird because back in the day, I had a huge crush on him. I thought he was sex personified. But then, I don't know, something happened along the way and I quit um, being quite so attracted to him. And it seems like America as a whole kind of gave up on the notion of uh, Nick being attractive. (laughs) Uh, His band, 90 Degrees, uh, broke up after um, several singles failed to even make it onto the charts. And their albums really just stopped selling. Uh, And he jumped from hosting job to hosting job for a while before ultimately just disappearing altogether. Mostly. Uh, He was still a tabloid staple. Uh, um, Always making the rounds um, for his past relationship with Jessica Simpson. Or uh, you know, say saying something douchey, or uh, at one point he and his wife, uh, he and his wife, uh, Vanessa Lachey were caught in a hot tub naked together. And for the longest time, it seemed as though Nick and Vanessa Lachey were going to go the distance. They were going to be a forever couple. Now, there are still some people who believe that Nick and Vanessa will will stay together and overcome every obstacle. But they're going to have a huge obstacle coming up because I have been told by my LA source and verified through multiple other sources uh, that throughout their marriage... Nick has been cheating on her, usually with uh, one-night stands. Uh, There's been a couple of flings here and there, Uh, but a recent girl was inspired by Army Hammer's detractors and is coming out with the full story of her relationship uh, with Mr. Lachey. Now... According to what we've been told, uh, Nick and this girl worked together on a couple of different series, and once once that kind of um, stopped, Nick forgot her phone number, basically. And she was very upset. They ran into one another, hit the sheets, uh, and he did some very kinky stuff to her. Uh, It's at this point where she does admit that the most of the sex was consensual. However, 
some of the things that he did to her were not consensual. Uh, and that's where uh, she has a big problem. Now, nobody actually believes that this is going to be a career killer for Nick Lachey. Having the name Nick Lachey is a career killer in and of itself. But what they are anticipating here is a very big to-do about the family man cheating on his wife. (laughs) And Nick and his team are already prepared and they're hoping to spin this as, you know, big macho stud, you know, can, can land any girl he wants. But <clears throat> the, the problem here is Vanessa is not playing Vanessa is not playing the game as they would have liked her to. And in fact, she has on multiple occasions uh, let it be known. That she plans on filing for divorce. Nick has begged her to stay. He has promised that he will never cheat again. <clears throat> Reopening some of those old wounds was his wife Jessica insinuating that he was less than faithful to her. One of the things that had attracted Vanessa to him was his sob story that Jessica cheated on him and broke his heart. Now it's starting to come out more and more that Nick was also using his body during the 98 degree heyday to get what he wanted, including a record deal. Word have, rumor has always been that uh, Lou Perlman, who was a uh, manager for the for ninety degrees, uh, would always have one of the members of of his boy bands ready to go for any record executive. Allegedly, Nick took this up a notch and offered himself up for anything, male or female. Now. You know, Will and I have a policy where we do not out people. Neither of us believe in it. <clears throat> um, when asked about these rumors, Nick laughed them off. <clears throat> uh, he did not issue a denial. And trust me, I looked because I swore to Jesus he denied them. Um, well, the closest I could find is he just laughed and said, these stories always come up. So, coming back to this pressing scandal that is about to blow the lid off of uh, this marriage and expose Nick as the cheater and not-so-nice guy. What can we ex- when, we, when can we expect to hear about this? According to our L.A. source... Uh, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And in fact, he was very surprised when Nick 
one, the masked singer, that the allegations didn't start bubbling up. Uh, We've been monitoring uh, Twitter accounts and all sorts of chatter. Uh, And all of the sources I spoke with said it's been an open secret that Nick cheats on Vanessa. uh, And she does not know. And in fact, would be devastated if she learned that her husband was being unfaithful to her. So, when she did find out, her first reaction was to scream and to uh, let everyone know how very upset she was about this. Understandably so, I think. But, what is going to happen to their marriage? According to... According to multiple sources, there's almost nothing for Vanessa. Uh, There's no reason for her to stay and every reason for her to go. Nick is going to have to come up with something very, very good to convince her to uh, stay with him. No one is convinced that he's going to be able to do that because while he does love her, He loves groupies a little bit more. And this particular girl uh, was one of his favorites. And it is widely believed that even if she blew the lid off their affair, he would still run back. He was quoted as telling a buddy that she has a magic female part. I'm sure you can figure out what that female part is. So we're going to stay on top of this story, and right now I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. And then the closest to politics that will let me talk, we're going to talk about some happenings over at Fox News. Now, most of you will know Jedediah Bila, a.k.a. Jed from her season-long stint as a co-host of The View. She always claimed to be an independent, but rammed those Fox News talking points down viewers' throats. Another way to say it is she was the Megan McCain of her day. So, when Jed was let go in order to make room for Megan, there was a little bit of bitterness. Uh, She had proclaimed that she was going to be working on a book and uh, had asked to be let out of her contract early. That was a lie. She was fired and replaced with Megan McCain, who was a known firebrand and was expected to bring ratings gold to the view. And while we can talk about the Megan McCain stuff later, uh, Jed did actually release a book and 
Um, surprisingly, she's not been back on the view to my recollection. Uh, but she, after a certain amount of waiting, she did end up going back to Fox uh, and was on Fox and Friends. And she remained there for four years until, in a very shocking move, she announced that she was no longer going to be part of the Fox News family. Now, of course, rumors started to spin right away that something wasn't right. I talked to my New York source, who had it on good authority, and this has been verified, that the reason why Jed was fired is because she was sending inappropriate text messages to an underling. Now, this is not the first time that Jed has had these sort of uh, rumors or allegations surrounding her. Uh, And in fact... Almost nobody was surprised when they heard about it. Uh, Most people just kind of nervously chuckled and said, that's the Fox News way. But there's something more to this. Uh, I've been trying to do some checking, and because at one point Jed was uh, engaged... Um, I've been getting conflicting reports that the engagement ended or um, paused. Uh, One person even said that they got married. I can't. um, I I don't want my Google search to reflect any Fox News searches. um, But as I was digging around a little bit more it's turning out more and more that uh, Jet has never been able to keep her hands to herself. And frankly, that's not a very shocking thing to me. Um, you know, a, a lot of people said, oh, she was flirty, or she was this, or she was that. Now... We all know about flirting. Um, I've been accused of flirting with with people, um, and I was just being nice. So I wanted to make sure, um, when I asked my multiple sources, it, what was going on. Each and every one of them came back with, it's not the same thing. Uh, with one guy, she was rubbing on his crotch at a uh, Fox News hosted Christmas party. At another, she had her shirt off and was egging the guys on as to whether or not she should take off her bra. The person that she sent these text messages to has a longtime girlfriend who was disturbed by what was being sent to her guy. And while he was understandably a little uh, 
reluctant to step forward, uh, given the given the societal uh, disdain for men who do uh, claim sexual uh, harassment or assault. He eventually did uh, listen to his girlfriend and made a complaint to the higher-ups. An investigation ensued. One that is being kept quiet on the understanding that Jed is not getting nearly as much severance as she normally would have. Instead, part of that severance is going to the pockets of this young man who is no longer with the company. Uh, He has moved on to another uh, network. So... What is going to happen now? Uh, Jed is said to be trying to land another show uh, with OAN or Newsmax. Uh, There is some talk that she might end up over at CNBC. Or uh, possibly another network. Uh, word is she did try to get in at CNN uh, but they are not interested at this time she she is working on another book um, as she has as she had said but her publisher uh, is ready to drop her uh, word is she's already missed the deadline twice, and they're getting very antsy for some sort of proof of uh, some sort of proof that she's actually working on this. Now, I think it is imperative that we take into consideration that this is not always going to be. Uh, this is not always going to be uh, an easy thing. Like writing a book is hard work. Trust me, I know. Um, but there's also a lot to be said for um, the publisher being patient here. Uh, if the scandal breaks. Uh, And various sources are um, thinking it could uh, break in the mainstream media. But they're wondering if it actually will. Um, One of the thoughts is Jed is not a big name. So... Where's the incentive for them to break it? Unless they tie it very closely to Fox News and the culture that was cultivated there. The other thought is... 
uh, someone from Fox News could leak this in order to save face and start to rebuild the company's reputation. Almost a, look, see, we did what we were supposed to. Uh, When I asked uh, my PR friend what she thought, her words were, this is a no-win situation all the way around. If Fox acknowledges that there was another sexual harassment scandal in their workplace they're going to lose. They're going to lose whatever face they had saved. If they allow Jet to feel as though she quit and she moves on to another uh, another network, she could start to become a threat to their own lineup. So she said the the best thing for them to do is play the waiting game. And the best thing for me to do is hand things over to Will. He's coming right up with Politalk. And that's going to do it for me. Thank you all so much. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Politalk. It's producer Will here with a fairly short segment for you tonight. I've got a little bit less to do on the domestic front these days. There aren't quite as many sordid scandals floating around this administration as there were with the last one. Or, to take a less charitable view, nobody's really gotten disgruntled enough to leak nasty stories to the press yet. I personally am more than happy to make up the difference with international nonsense, which I hope y'all will enjoy as well. But I'd like to start things off tonight with a little bit of news on the domestic front, specifically on voting developments at the state level. First... From Texas. On 6 a.m. Sunday morning, the Texas state legislature voted along party lines to advance a sweeping voting restrictions bill after the latest version of the bill was introduced only on the previous day. State senators led by Republicans voted to skip the standard 24 hour review period before voting on the bill over the objections of their Democratic colleagues. State Democrats managed to force a seven and a half hour overnight debate, but could not stop the bill from passing. The bill has faced significant criticism both for the broad and targeted restrictions on voting rights it imposes and the speed with which it was passed after amendments. According to local journalists, there are at least 12 pages of revisions that the public did not know about before the bill was passed. In addition, local Democrats have attacked the bill for focusing on measures that disproportionately affect black and Hispanic residents of the state. For example, shorting an early voting period that was popular with Hispanic residents or closing down Sunday polling stations that are popular targets for souls to the polls drives that black churches frequently undertake. The bill's sponsors defended their changes and restrictions, noting that the restrictions were broad and applied equally to every district in Texas. They dismissed claims of racial targeting and did not address the FBI's reports that the 2020 election was extremely secure. Not addressing conflicting information seems to be a theme of this month's politics. 
On Friday, the U.S. Senate voted, also along party lines, against creating an independent commission to investigate the events of the January 6th riot. A small number of Republican senators, including Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Mitt Romney of Utah, backed efforts to create the commission, but were defeated by an organized counterpush led by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. McConnell has attacked the proposed commission as a Democratic partisan hit job and has staunchly opposed it for several weeks. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has indicated that he wants to continue with an investigation, even if he is unable to make it a truly bipartisan effort. At press time, however, it remains to be seen what final form the commission will take if Schumer and the Democrats follow through on their plans. Moving on to international dysfunction. In Israel, a group of opposition parties announced that they have the votes to form a coalition government and oust embattled Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the subject of an ongoing criminal investigation for campaign finance fraud, among other things, and has faced significant international criticism for his military's handling of the conflict in Gaza. The effort is the latest in a long effort by opposition figures in Israel to oust Netanyahu, who has been prime minister for 12 years, and in recent years has maintained power in large part by courting orthodox and far-right elements of his political base. Sounds very familiar, I'm sure. The recent fighting in Gaza was expected to bolster his popularity, or at least give Netanyahu a reason to delay talks with his political opposition. A military conflict is no time to replace your leadership, or so the thinking goes. However, criticism of the prime minister surged after the ceasefire was reached on the 21st, with many of his rivals claiming that the operation lacked a coherent long-term strategy. Netanyahu, for his part, has responded with fury to the criticisms and to his opposition's announcement of their coalition, claiming that it is not possible to fight Hamas from a left-wing government. Political observers in Israel, however, say that at present, Netanyahu's path back to power is unclear, and it's likely that the most he'll be able to do is disrupt the opposition's plans to oust him and play for time. It's unclear if that's going to work. Anyway... This has been Politalk, so thank you all for listening, and as always, cheers!